what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This is Karen from Time Genies. We know time is our most precious commodity, so let Time Genies help you with tasks such as home organizing, small business cleaning, relocation services, and lots more. My team of high-quality and trusted professionals is your one-stop shop for your personal and corporate needs. Let us help you reduce stress and give you time to do the things you want to do, making memories. Check the Time Genies website for more info. Go to www.time-genies.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 38, volume 3 of Big Fan. My name is Chad East and I'm a big fan of being surrounded by Portuguese men of war at the beach last week and not being stung by a single tentacle. Getting back from the beach one day early to let my body acclimate to living life again the hickory way before getting back to work. Boy, was I mistaken with that sentence, Hank. And last but not least, walking into my office yesterday to see a big sign that says, read this. Can you read this? I'm a fan. It says, I'm a fan. Somebody put it in, put it in my office. I don't know which one of my clients or uh, one of our coworkers. They knew we had the podcast called Big Fan, and they put it like right in my chair. It just says, I'm a fan. That's pretty cool. Huh? Nice. Pretty that cool. is pretty cool. What you got, buddy? My name's, my name's Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of not having to wake up to let a worker in your home early due to an over home project, being placed on a tennis court against one of your arch nemesis and coming out on top, and coming off a full week of tennis, golf, work, running, ping pong, drinking, eating, and doing it so well that I was ready to see my family. <laughs> Oh, let's start right there, Hank, because last week, yes, you were gifted by the uh, the husband gods the week of staycation from your family, right? <laughs> I love my family. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. I, I know you do. We all love our families, but you know, sometimes those uh, husband gods come down and they say, look, Mr. East, Mr. Eimer, we're going to grant you this one week. Do what you will with it, you know, don't abuse it. And typically, I know in my house, when they, I get that gift from the gods, uh, by that Thursday or Friday, I'm ready for it to be over and reality kind of kick in. How did it go for you? Well, I got to tell you, I made the most of it. And when we first started, a bunch of my buddies, our buddies, said, Hank, you're going to blow it. You're going to blow it. You're not going to do anything. And next thing you know, it's going to be Thursday and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be like rushing to get it all in. That wasn't the case, my friend. That was not the case. I played tennis. I exercised. I ate well. I stayed up late. I watched whatever I wanted to watch. I played golf. I saw you. <laughs> Did you go to El Paso and order the meal, the entree with the beers popping out of the wine bottle or whatever that thing, the chalice? Dude. 
I wanted, I wanted to so bad, and I could not pull the trigger. It's it, it, no, the thing that I want to get is it's six Modellos, yes. and they've got shrimp on it, and then this hot sauce on top. It looks absolutely terrifying to try to tap. <laughs> but I should have done it. I really should have. We missed you at uh, El Paso. Which, speaking of El Paso, I was like, man, I wonder if we're going to be all right to go in there. You know, there's twelve of us. <laughs> they didn't care. Sit on down. Come on in. Raise me all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hate I missed that El Paso night too, but the next uh, staycation will definitely do the uh, Modelo thing. So um, let's let's go back. Let's start from the very beginning because I think I was actually there when everybody was saying, Hank, you're going to blow it. You're going to lose the first five days and only have one day to really do the, the fun stuff. But did you jump right in early? I mean, right into the mix early of staycation? Yes, I did. So – so uh, Mr. Zagaroli, who lives across the street from me, his family went with my family to the beach and we uh, we put them in the car about 830 Sunday morning. OK, mm-hmm. 30. So when they pull off and we're, you know, we're sitting there waving in the driveway. Have fun. Don't get sunburned. Hope you guys call. Right. 830. We look at each other and I said, so what's the plan? He's like, I'm going to walk inside, have a cup of coffee, finish my breakfast. I'll call you in about an hour and a half. That hour and a half went by, and we got in the car. We went to the dock, did a little bit of maintenance on the yeah. dock. Yeah. It was. Then we went to Dick's. He had to buy a life jacket. You know what? I realized that if you're single, dude, there's not much that you need to do. Very, there isn't very much. Not very much. You know, no. you. Got, so we went there. Then we went to Lowe's Hardware. It was like we uh, we had a day of uh, let's get all our odds and ends done so we can jump right back into it. So then we were done by about, I don't know, 3 p.m. Sunday. What are we going to do? What do you think we're going to do? Crack open a beer and today <laughs> is what we're going to do, right? I, I love how the Sunday, you know, started coffee, breakfast. Let's get a hearty meal in us and then let's travel to Dick's and get a life jacket. I mean, I like how this oh. is going. Let's roll on to Lowe's Hardware. Let's pick up a hammer. I don't know, maybe a screwdriver, a nail. I don't know, but let's do some man stuff. Let's do some man stuff, right? Maybe some turpentine. I'm not sure. But then I'm sure you probably mixed in one other man thing before you. Oh, you did the maintenance on the deck, you know, on the dock. So you're you're using the screwdriver, you're hammering stuff in, feeling very manly. You know what I mean? Yes. Hey, man stuff's done. Now it's time. Let's drink the man's beer. Let's drink a man's beer. Let's take, let's take Sunday. Let's let's take Sunday slow. Monday, we have a good friend that graduated with Mr. Zagaroli, and he's very mechanical. And I don't know if you know this or not, but when I was 13 years old, my dad gave me a gift that I feel like changed my adolescence a little bit. He gave me a 1986 Honda Aero 50cc scooter. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one of the little scooters out there, right? So it hasn't cranked in years. And this gentleman that is good friends with uh, both of us, but very good friends with Charlie said, Monday's the night we're going to get this thing started. All I had to do is buy a mistake. So you talk about a man. night. We w- he had this scooter taken apart. And when we got done eating and having a couple of beers, we decided that it was time to drive this thing around the neighborhood. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're Ripping it around the neighborhood. So day two, you're talking man day number one. Day two, we took apart a scooter and got it running again. Unbelievable. No injuries from the scooter. Everybody's safe. 
Everybody was good. Everybody was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know the rest of the the, the week we had tennis. We played um, golf. Um, what else did we do one night? I mean, it was great. I I I I, I couldn't have done it any differently. Perfect. Well, that's so so good to hear, man. Uh, so while you were doing man stuff <clears throat> during your staycation, I was on actual vacation with my family, and it started off pretty wonderfully. So, you know, we haven't been to the beach since all of this stuff has COVID-19 stuff has been going on. We've actually, you know, nobody in our family has really left the Hickory area. So we piled up in the old family truckster. We cruise down and we go to the spot that we always go to. The first spot we go to, we go to the beach. It's this little restaurant that serves the worst ice cream in the world. I've told you about the restaurant, Hank. We go there. The funny thing about the whole trip is it's just our thing to go. I order a beer, Jennifer gets something to drink, and the kids order this SpongeBob SquarePants ice cream. That is the absolute worst thing. They'll take two licks, and we throw it in the trash, but it is our tradition. This is what we oh. do. We don't – we just continue to do this, but you'll know where the spot is because you used to go to Oak Island a lot. Do you remember the pier? It was the main pier, and in the little store at the pier, there's a big tiger shark Collect. Do you know what I'm talking about? The biggest tiger shark was caught on that pier. You know what I'm talking I do. about? Okay. Yeah. Well, since there was a hurricane there about a year or a year and a half ago, well, that pier is no longer. They rebuilt the pier, and the store that sold the ice cream is gone. No ice cream, right? So no ice we're cream. like, no ice cream, no tiger shark exhibit. So we're walking around like, Lord, what are we going to do? Well, fortunately, Hank, a new restaurant has opened there. And um, the people that own the old pier are still there, but just not selling ice cream. They're selling other stuff now. Like, uh, I think they're selling sushi now, Hank. They're selling sushi. Oh. <laughs> they really upgraded their uh, their menu from SpongeBob ice cream. Now we're going to sushi. Well, anyway, the restaurant that's right beside it's now called Coco, Coco Beware or Coco Crazies. Dude. I can't. I was going to say Coco Beware, but you remember that was a wrestler back in the day. <laughs> I know. That's saying the name of this restaurant is terrible. It's start. It's like Coco with a K. It's Coco Cabana. That's what it is. Coco Cabana with a K. And so as soon as I saw, the, I saw the name on this place, I was like, I don't trust any restaurants that's name is Coco with a K. But, you know, this is our tradition. This is what we're going to do. So we pop in and we are pleasantly surprised. Hank, we're sitting outside. It's gorgeous. We look out at the beach where I thought people might be social distancing, but they weren't. There were about 5 million people on the beach at this little spot. We get our Corona light. We get uh, the little margarita Jennifer's drinking. The kids get some shrimp. We ate there for about an hour and a half, soaked it in, just you know, kind of absorb the environment we're in. We're now at the beach. We're now on vacation. And uh, we were ready to roll, buddy. So that's how our trip started, straight from Coco Cabana, back to the crib, took all our stuff clothes unpacked our stuff put our bathing suits on straight to the beach we get to the beach hank we see these massive blue blobs all scattered throughout the whole beach so i've never seen anything that looked like this they look like i'd say three foot blobs of gel jello if you will that were like had purple tints turquoise greens i mean they were beautiful they look like hank they look like aliens they truly looked wow. like aliens so we're poking them and like, oh, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. So we get in and swim and, you know, we're like not thinking about anything, just swimming around. And 
you know, uh, some uh, character walks down the beach. I was like, hey, just want to let you know if you heard about the Portuguese man of war infestation on the beaches this week. Uh, excuse, <laughs> excuse me. So, no, I haven't. So I get to talk to the man a little bit. He said, yeah. So every it's either eight or 10 years. Nobody knows why. But the beaches of North Carolina from Wrightsville all the way up probably to a couple beaches past us. Portuguese man of war. They just wash up, just wash up on the shore. And um, one of the beaches actually had to close because people were getting stung so often they were flooding the hospitals and they can't have a Portuguese man of war infestation and COVID-19 at the same time. So they shut the beach down. It was crazy. So that sounds like a plot twist from Sharknado. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, So that was our last time at the beach. We didn't get back in the water, but I'm telling you, it was crazy. These things were, they would range from, you know, just a foot around to one was four foot. It was huge. And these long tentacles, it was crazy looking, crazy looking. So that's how our beach trip started. So we swam and boogie boarded for about, I guess, 25 minutes. And that was it. But um, besides that, dude, the rest of the trip was pretty spectacular. Um, We went to Baldhead Island one day and visited a family of ours, a friend of ours, and who you know very well. I'm not going to say his name on this podcast because he did the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He, we were surrounded by seagulls on Baldhead Island a lot, and he got very frustrated with them. And then he was like, you know what? If you're going to come get some of these Doritos, I want you to come get them. So he lays on the ground, puts Cheez-Its in his belly button, Doritos over his nipples and all around his body to see if the seagulls would actually come down and attack him and get him. And he, I think he wanted to grab one and strangle it. But, you know, we waited for 20 minutes and he had like 30 of them just hovering, just hovering. But they never would come down and take the bait. So that was a sight to see. That was hilarious. He's a big man. He's a big man. They don't want to mess with that. They ain't going to mess with that boy. They ain't messing with that boy. So that that was our second day vacation. And once we returned from Baldhead, we kind of just smoothed it out, read a bunch of books, sat under the umbrella, ate a lot of boiled peanuts, listened to some great music. Uh, do all the things that we typically do. And so um, that trip lasted until Thursday when I left and came really basically directly to your house and Charlie's house to see you for your, you know, y- y'all's y'all's week of fun. You recall? I do. And let me let me just tell people. So that was Thursday night. Yeah. And um, there's a guy, a gentleman there that usually isn't just now came to Hickory. He's the guy that helped me with the motor, the scooter. Is very mechanical and he's never been to a party of ours. So he gets there a little bit late and there's a lot going on. First of all, there's like 25 guys, right? right? We got some, we've got a pretty big ping pong tournament going on in the garage where there's probably a bulk of the people were paying attention to that. Then there's some guys on the porch talking. Then in the driveway, there was a pretty legit three-on-three basketball game going on. Dude, I haven't seen right? a game like that since, like, uh, early 2000s. I mean, it was solid three-on-three. Three. We had we had guys in jeans that were getting blown up because they were trying to cross over. And, I mean, it was it was a legit, a legit game. And uh, he, he guy came over to me. He's like, man, that's like a legit basketball game going on over there. You got ping pong going on. Then he goes off. He's like, you know his great part? No drama around here, man. It's just talking crap. Let's get on the basketball court. He's like, I love it around here. 
So, uh, you know, me and you met on the uh, ping pong table a couple of times. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Can't really we remember did. exactly who was the victor, but I would imagine it was me, right? It wasn't. We, we, <laughs> we had a couple of win losses back and forth, but at the end of the night, you know, when you just hit that groove, we lost a handful. Right there at the end, I think um, we had that perfect athletic alcohol, you know, section. Yes, yes. Where it goes perfectly. And uh, I think it was myself and Mark Hugerich. And uh, we just uh, hit our right stride right at the end. Yeah. I love that feeling when it all kind of meshes. It normally would happen to me out of the bowling lane, you know, when the right amount of beer the right amount of bowls, you know, it's like typically the third game when you kind of get in this zone and everything that leaves your hand, it feels like it's going to be a strike. The same thing happened to you on the ping pong table that night. I do remember this when you guys were very focused in the zone. Nothing was going to defeat you that uh, for that. I think it lasted maybe about 12 minutes you were in the zone. No, well, maybe, but, you know, the only thing that deterred us is I, I, I looked at my watch and it was pretty late. And um, the only reason that I, I looked at my watch is because there's music that was being played on the back porch. And uh, so I start walking over there and the usual suspects that stay up late were out there. Myself am not the person that's usually up very late. I don't have to remind people that you are the ringleader of these. <laughs> so you were there and I would say about seven or eight other people. And our friend Charlie was playing his guitar and you were singing, and like every good hype man, you're singing, and every about sixth, seventh word, you're going, come on, Hank, get in here, Hank. Come on now. Get going, Hank. Come on now. And then once you realized I wasn't biting, then you went to somebody else. Then you went to somebody else until somebody bit. And I'll tell you, one of our friends, he bit. And, he uh, bit hard, and he bit hard, buddy. He did. And so he starts rapping to this beat that Charlie's doing. And um, I was impressed with his flow. Yes. So he, he likes to combine his, his lyrics went something like this. It was something about his receding hairline mixed with, <laughs> um, I, I can't even remember the other options of the other things of, during his song, but I just remember him really harping on his receding hairline. I think that was like the subject of his rap. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I also remember that he was uh, doing his job simply for a paycheck. I think there was some of that. I think yes. that he he did. Um, he made reference to all he does is look at Excel spreadsheets all day. Yeah, I remember that line. Yes, yes. And then I remember you were you came in with the chorus, and it was just something for a paycheck. That's all I can. <laughs> That's right. Living you for kept a paycheck, yes. Yeah, living like for that. a paycheck. And so um, this was going on for some time. And I look at my watch, and my watch said 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I am not a 2 a.m.er. I don't know how, I, how you usually do it. But I stood up at 2 a.m., and I looked at y'all, and I said, this has been a fantastic evening, but I'm leaving. And when I got midway down that driveway, because I was just walking to my house, all I heard was something for a paycheck. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, man. Yeah. It was well, hilarious. That chorus went on for maybe another 15 minutes. He broke out another one about uh, riding a scooter. That was another one of his hip hop uh, classics that night. Riding a scooter to work, what how life would be different. And oh, I mean, it was really fantastic. But I knew it, it was, was time fantastic. to. 
I knew it was time to go when uh, the guy playing the guitar, Charlie, our host, he actually laid down on a picnic table. Like He was laying down horizontal, still trying to play the guitar. And once I saw that, I was like, guys, you know, let's let's take it to the house. We've had it enough. Yeah, that was a subtle, subtle reminder of, <laughs> hey, guys, it is really late and I need to go to bed. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was a fan, fantastic night. Um, <clears throat> speaking of fantastic nights, I hear you had, we actually got a fantastic night in front of us tonight, Hank. Our, our Wednesday night popcorn tennis matches are taking place. You and I didn't make it to the fir- the top four big primetime matches, but you and I will play sometime this evening, probably right after this podcast. But you had the primetime match last week, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? I did. And so the primetime match, just to let our uh, our listeners know, so there's four big, huge matches that take place at Lake Hickory Country Club under the lights, kind of like the U.S. Open is in August. And so the only the best play at night. And your match was chosen as the number one match of the night because of the rivalry between you and your opponent, one Mr. Lawrence Thompson. Correct. Before the match, a lot of a lot of words, a lot of trash talk, a lot of pictures being taken and flown around the interwebs of him showing up at a tennis court and looking for you and saying kind of like you were trying to duck him. You weren't you were scared of him. And so did all that kind of build up inside you before this match? Were you ready to defend your honor, honor and defend that court that day against Mr. Thompson? Listen, I don't need much to spur me on to want to beat him. So I've been doing, I've been beating him my whole life. All right. So <laughs> the, the the thing that I needed is he was just very concerned with when we were going to get on the court. And I had other things that I had to do. I had baseball practice. I had, you know, uh, uh, got rained out the night that we were supposed to do it. So they put us as a popcorn match. And I'm glad that they did. Because it was just gave me the ability to say, okay, I fine, let's do it. Let's do it. And, um, you know, that what the people don't know is that you, um, with these popcorn matches, you give kind of a line. You say, hey, what, what, who's expected to win? Mm-hmm. And uh, you had us down as even. Pick them. Yep. As a pick them. How did it pick them? That was more of an insult than anything. <laughs> it motivated you. That was more of an insult than anything. So I decided that I was going to show show the world that this was not supposed to be a pick'em, and uh, that's what I did. What was that final score, Mister Eimer? It was six zero six two. Now, to be fair to my competitor, he he played a, a he the day before, and I do feel like we it would be much closer. Um, the day before, he drove fifteen hours Ooh. to get to Hickory, so he was in a car for some time. He hadn't played in a week and a half. Um, I think he's a great competitor. He just had a lot stacked against him that night. And, um, you know, no I told excuses. him I thought. No excuses. Man. I thought I, I, I told him I thought he played the best he's ever played. <laughs> That's like one nice little jab you gave to him right there at the end, too. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Thank yeah, you. So, um, well, congratulations to that. And, uh, you know, while you were talking about baseball practices, that's one reason you missed the earlier match. So baseball for you is getting ready to kind of kick into gear right up here. Maybe the first tournament is right around the corner. This weekend, man, this weekend, oh, wow. it is the first tournament. And it's kind of funny how they're having to do it. So, you know, each team gets 25, 25 tickets to the to come watch it. So, you know, you think 
Just mom and dad are coming. If it, you can't bring mom, dad, and little brother, you can't bring, you know, a family of like our friend Roger Young, you know, he's got four kids who's coming to the games, you know? So um, you have to decide who's going to come. Grandparents see you, you can't come. They all have to line the outfield. The players, there's only so many that are allowed in the dugout. And then they have to sit in the bleachers behind the behind home plate. So uh, they're being real strict on how we're going to be able to play. So, you know, I'm kind of worried with the increase in the uh, COVID cases in North and South Carolina that they're going to take some of this peripheral stuff like baseball and all that stuff and just say, hey, we got to shut it down because we're having this increase. So um, I'm nervous. We're playing this weekend. We should be playing at Startown, which is right here, obviously. But um, I'm excited to get back on the field. It's been fun. I mean, our last few practice, the last few weeks we've been practicing and our boys are um, having fun out there. So it should be good. Have all the kids shown up? Like, have any of the parents been worried about the virus and not brought their kids to practice or everybody good? Everybody's good on ours. I mean, you know, they're all being uh, kind of ca- more cautious than me. Last or uh, Tuesday, we practice on Monday night. And uh, at the end of practice, I was like, all right, everybody in here. And everybody stood about you know, eight feet away from me with their hands up. I was going to fist bump. I was like, what y'all doing? And they're like social distancing. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. Keep that thing together. So uh, they're, they're pretty good. So, you know, the important thing is, is we had to, we kind of had to practice social distancing with them because if they don't feel like your team's doing it, they're not going to let you play. Right. So um, this past weekend on Saturday night, one of the reasons we came back early from the beach, Lucy Rose had her dance recital. And so typically her dance recital was made up of it's at the Lenorine, the auditorium, uh, P.E. Monroe. You know, there's normally 500 people in there. It's a packed house. The girls work so hard on uh, creating their dances for, you know, literally almost six months. And then they perform them in front of a packed house. Well, there's no packed houses this year. You know, we couldn't be in PM Monroe, try to get to another, a couple other auditoriums and social distance, but no. So what they did is just like you. So every family got two tickets. And so, you know, our family consists of four people and my mom and dad wanted to go. Well, eh. so only Jennifer and I could go. Olivia couldn't go. My mom and dad couldn't go. Uncle Jeremy couldn't go. And what we did, it's wild. We went to the studio. The girls would dance inside the studio and they rented this huge, like a hundred some inch screen. And so literally they're performing inside the studio. We are outside under this tent watching it, you know, on a screen. It's literally there 20 yards inside the studio, but we cannot walk in there. And so it was sad, but I'm glad they did. I mean, at least the girls got to perform. They've been working so hard. They got to perform. It wasn't exactly the way they wanted or nor did the, the parents wanted, but at least it was something. So my hat's right. off to the uh, Ann Freeman dance studio and the instructors and all that for putting it on because, you know, it was a lot of work to put that on and still kind of remain social distancing and everyone's safe and sound, but they did it. Lucy Rose was happy. She performed five dances. And I'm going to tell you, man, and I, again, I've told you about Lucy Rose's dancing. I mean, it's seeing it live. It's just, she's phenomenal. But seeing her on the screen and all her team giving it a hundred and ten, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like let's just go through the motions. We're not this in a real recital. No, no, they brought it even more. Uh, it was just such a joy to watch them do their stuff. It's what they love. They love to dance. They love to entertain. And boy, did they entertain us 
on Saturday night. Wow. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so great. That is so awesome. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, how long are we supposed to, like, have this new normal? You know, I mean, I think that that's kind of the crazy thing is, like, when are we going to get back to, uh, you know, being able to kind of get in there and see them? I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of scary to think that this is uh, something that we're going to have to live with like this. And, you know, it may be another year or two. I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, with the – the, um, the, the cases is really escalated. I come, I came back from the beach, Hank on Thursday. And when I left, you know, it's the, the amount of cases in our County were kind of n- nil. There weren't that many, just a handful. When I got back the, the day of, I think it was Thursday on Friday, there were 41 cases that were, that was more than there were before I left for the entire time. You know what I mean? It was like just this massive spike. And right. I, I, Unfortunately, I hear this continuing at that pace, hopefully a lot, not that's 41 every day, but anyway, in other places like in Florida and Texas and South Carolina, they're having to shut it back down because it's re it's, it's there again. It's, it's, it's here upon us again. So anyway, until we get a vaccination, unfortunately, I don't think any of us will feel really safe and life maybe can't go back to the normal that we knew it and may, it might not ever go back to the normal we knew it anyway. You know, even with the right. the vaccine. So anyway, we just got to keep our heads up. Let's stay positive and stay safe. Let's do the things that uh, our government officials would tell us to do to remain safe. You know, in Charlotte, did you hear that? Uh, the question they're asking to the America or to the Charlotte public. Here's your choice. You can wear a mask when you go outside your house. And that means everybody wear one or don't wear a mask. And we're going back to phase one where it's the stay at home. You know, you're not going out unless for necessities. So what would right. you choose? What would you choose if they proposed it to you? Like, here are your options. You got two options, A or B. What What would you do? Wear a mask, man. That's, I mean, come on. You know what? That's it's easy. If that's your option, it's either wear a mask or stay at home. I mean, staying at home yeah. sucks. I want to be out. Staying at home. Yeah. I mean, it's no fun at all. And your kids don't have any fun. Just put your mask on. Let's get outside and let's try to live life as normal as we can. But anyway, right. well, on that positive to... note, Hank, um, let's talk about something that helps us in everyday life, and it is our fantastic sponsor. It's Time Genies, Hank. It's Time Genies. Oh yeah. You know you. the good thing about the good thing about Time Genies are you know if you need a concierge service, either personal or with your business, to get something done that you um, you need to have done. That you just, you know, there's only 24 hours in the day. And sometimes it's nice to have somebody that you can kind of call on to do something. And it could be something as easy as dry cleaning and, you know, picking up stuff or doing whatever. But it could also be something with your business um, that you need done. So um, it's kind of pretty interesting how they created this service and it's done so well. Um, but, you know, the the individual that owns this company is, is such a nice lady and um, like I said, I'm on some committees with her. And so she's uh, she's done a good business. So it's uh, pretty cool to see uh, see them at work. Awesome. Yeah, so check them out, time-genies.com. So um, a couple other things in the tank here before we roll. So um, this your, your remodel. You know, we haven't really revisited your remodel since you were wrapping up the final stages. Now it seems to me, if I'm if I'm correct here, it's a wrap, basically. But now we need to furnish. 
the remodel. And you know, that's always the fun part. So you get through the remodel, right? Cut that check. Oh, here you go. And guess what comes? Now we've got the interior decorators, the designers coming in. We got the furniture, people bringing in the sofas and the chase lounges and the chairs and the rugs. And you got to cut that other, that other check too. And you know, what I would suggest for you, Hank, is you buy two of everything. I want you to buy two just in case, you know, we have a big rainstorm and one of them gets waterlogged or somebody spills a Kool-Aid on your sofa. You know, I want you to have a backup. So is that what you're thinking of when you're going to the furniture that's, store? We're going to go with two that, of everything. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. And I had a this. Let me let me just go ahead and um, cue up a conversation that I had last night with my wife. This, this is my point of view right here. Why do we need new towels? It's still a bathroom. Why can't, why can't we use the towels we just had? We just had towels when we had a bathroom th three months ago. Why we got to get new towels? Makes sense that, to me. That, hey, we are, we are in the midst of, you know, I had to get a rug from our, well, of course we tear up carpet so we can put hardwood floors down, but now you got to get a rug to put on top of those hardwood floors, right? Yeah. New bed, new dresser. We got... The pictures that go on the walls now that have to be replaced. I mean, it's a never ending battle. It really is a never ending battle. The only piece of furniture that I'm looking forward to that we're buying is a new ping pong table for that basement. Wow. So nice. don't you worry. It's going to be down there ready to roll. Wonderful. Wonderful. So when Reagan walked in after the construction was done, you know, like, was it like what you see on those television shows? Now they, one, two, three, open your eyes. Yay! Is that kind of how it went? Was it really dramatic? Uh, well, you know, when you're living in it every day, <laughs> yeah. exciting. Those more excited that those people weren't in the house anymore and that she could, it was over. And that wasn't necessarily that it's, it is beautiful and we love it. And I'm so glad we're doing it, but it is, Thank God this is done and we can go back to our normal life now because, you know, everybody was displaced. My dog's like still confused on, she's like, why is my bed here now? It used to be over there. What's, what's the deal? So it's, uh, it's nice to have him out, but she was really excited when she walked in because she had a week where they were still doing stuff that week she was gone. So when she came back and it was all kind of buttoned up, she was really, she was, uh, pretty excited. Yeah. Awesome. I'm sure your son was pretty, pretty pumped too. Well, he's just glad to have, have his room back because, you know, we had junk all in his room. We had stuff on his bed. We had stuff on his bunk. He's just like, come on, dude. This is my room. Get out of here. Yeah. Um. So, you know, right around the right around the corner here, we have our Father's Day. It's, it's creeping up on us, Hank. We're bringing uh, the podcast to our listeners here on Wednesday. I think it's June the 17th or 18th. I'm not even sure of the day anymore, man. I, I get I lose track of days these days. Do you? I mean, with yeah, stuff, everything I mean, going on, I forget if it's a Monday, a Thursday, a Sunday. I just really lose track. That I don't lose track of. What I lose track of is, is it June and what day is it? Yeah. Because I just calendar days. I just, I mean, I can, you know, I, I, I know when I work, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the one thing I can keep up with those days that I'm working. It's, so what do you say? What are you saying about me? Is that, are you, is that a knock on me that I'm not really, I'm not really working. Is that what you're saying? Hank? Well, if everybody could watch what we're doing right now. So we're, we're on our computers, but me and you are FaceTiming each other on our phones yes. and I'm in my office and you're sitting in your <laughs> den. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. That's where I get a lot of my work done right here, buddy. I've got the soccer game on over here on the right 
you know, I've got some music coming in here on my left, and I'm looking at you here in the middle. It's a solid day here. It's a solid Wednesday here in Hickory, North Carolina. So Father's Day plans. What you got going on? Typically, the last, I'd say, maybe five, seven years, there's been a big Father's Day camping trip with a lot of the Hickory dads bring their sons to this awesome land up there near, uh, I don't even know, West Jefferson, maybe? Where is it? West Jefferson. Yep, West Jefferson. And so we've done that the past few years. I know you've been on that trip a couple of times. I've been on it the last four years, but unfortunately they're not, we're not able to do it. And so that camping trip out the window, what will take its place at the Imer household for father's day this year? This weekend and next weekend, we have our first baseball games. So we are going to be playing baseball this week, which for father's day, you know, you should be doing things as a father that you want to do. If you want to go play Go play golf. You want to go on late? Go out. There's nothing in the world that I would rather do than be on that baseball field with my little boy. So this is going to be a perfect Father's Day. Oh, man, it sounds like it. Are you going to do something special with your dad, too? Like, you got you and your son's thing. Now, what are you going to do for your dad? You know, my dad, my dad is, uh, he's an OG. You know, he's a, he's an OG. He's 86 years old. So there isn't much that excites my dad other than, hey, let's wake up every day. But the one thing he does like is he does like to have a drink. He'll have a drink, you know, one drink at about five o'clock at night. And uh, I'll go over there with him on Father's Day. And I usually do it, you know, a couple times a month, but sit down with him. He has done more in his life than I've ever thought of. He's traveled the world. He's he's uh, he's got a ton of great stories. And every time I go over there and we start talking, I learn something more. So I think that it's uh, that's probably what's in the card for me. And I'm sure Reagan will go over and see her dad. How about you guys? Yeah, we'll probably do the same thing. Unfortunately, Jennifer can't see her dad. He's in high point. And uh, with all the stuff going on, he's trying to kind of, anyway, he has to live. He lives with his mama, who's 92 years old. And we can't risk him getting sick, bringing it to the house and her getting sick. So we're going to just maybe do some a little Zoom meeting, Father's Day with him. I'll probably pop by and say hello to my dad for a little while. Maybe bring him some lunch. I don't know. And then. Either we're going to take the girls out on the lake on Sunday or uh, I really I think that's really our only plan right now. I think we might hit the lake if the weather will cooperate and uh, we'll spend some time together. So it should be a pretty good Father's Day. That is a good Father's Day. Isn't it funny how like, you know, Father's Day is a day that for me, let, let's let's just have a good fun day. That's all I yeah. want. Let's do something fun. Let's you know, I, it doesn't have to be formal. Let's just do something that's easy. That's right. Whereas, you know, the camping trip's a ton of a ton of fun, but it's a lot of work. I'll be honest with you. So when they canceled it, I'm not going to say my feelings were too hurt that the camping trip. I mean, it's a blast. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm not much of a camper. Whatever. I'm not much of a camper. You know, like um, yeah. I do have a tent and I got a couple sleeping bags. But that's really all of the gear, camping-wise, that I have. I mean, I depend on other cats to have, you know, the the pots and the pans and the, the fryers and all this stuff to cook and everything that you need on a camping trip. I'm just – I don't have it. So when they said, oh, guys, we're going to have to cancel this year, a little smile just kind of crept, crept over my face. <laughs> like, okay, we'll get it back next year. No problem. No problem. Um, yeah, it is. it is work. I mean, it's fun. It's a ton of fun, but it's work. So I was telling you before the podcast, my fantasy football guys, you know, we do our trip every year and we were, we 
we booked or in the process of booking our fantasy football trip at the end of August in uh, Isle of Palms, you know, South Carolina, right outside Charleston. And so yeah. we we have 14 of us. We found this incredible house, Hank. It's, it's so sick, nasty. It's like a Jay-Z house. It's got a pool. It's right on the beach. It's on the corner. It's got like 10, 12 bedrooms. It's got pool. T- I mean, anyway, it's like what you see in a video. It's sick. And so we're going to rent it for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come home Sunday. And so um, the lady from the real estate agent called us after we were booking and everything was kind of locked down. She said, I just want to let you know, you know, even though you purchased the insurance, insurance means nothing during a pandemic. Insurance is to it's for to cover you in some like a medical crisis, like if someone had a heart attack or if maybe not even for a natural disaster, like a hurricane or anything. It's like some other it's. She said medical. I don't know. That's what she told the guy booking it. So basically, in her words, was if you book this thing, you know, and then the whole world hits the fan like it did and everything goes on lockdown. And South Carolina even goes on lockdown. The Isle of Palms has separate rules and regulations concerning refunding money. So if you book this thing and you can't get down here because the whole world shuts down, guess what? You out. You are out, and no. this place to rent is expensive. So, I yeah. mean, basically, we're going to probably just have to cancel this trip. And uh, I bet a lot of people this summer, unfortunately, going to have to do the same thing. There's just too much uncertainty in the air right now. Right. Are you going to do your draft? You think, what? how different would it be if we had to do our fantasy football draft via Zoom? Well, yeah. We could do it. We'd still have fun. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, think about all the, no, all the, things, the things that come along with the draft. You've got the cornhole tournament. You've got being outside on the lake. You've got, like, the stars above you. you got the music. you got people rapping. you got me trying to commentate. You know, you've got all those little things that you only could take place if you're kind of together. Again, we could get it done on the Zoom. There's no problem there. But it would just miss right. a little bit of that element that we love so much. And that's that's – us 12 dudes getting together, which we never, we're all together one time a year, basically. And that is for that draft. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. So it would be yeah. sad if we can't do it. But with all of us living in Hickory and if we're being outside, social distancing, I think we can pull our draft off. I hope. Yeah. I, hope. I think we can pull ours off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Well, that's what everything I've got on the agenda. I did have, I just got a text a minute ago from my daughter, Olivia, who loves our podcast. It's her, she listens to a lot of podcasts and this is her number one podcast to listen to. And she said, dad, yes. I have one thing to tell you, if you don't mind, speak to Mr. Eimer and see if you guys can just like make it longer. Can you have like double Hank's hierarchy? Can you bring another segment into the mix? And you know, typically we'd be able to do that right now. I don't have everything we need in front of me to make it a longer podcast, but just know that you've got a fan out there, Hank. You've got a fan. Fantastic. Yes. I I think, you know what? I think that I've heard that um, people say when we do the hierarchy, they like doing it at home and they do it at the same time I do. And they are amazed at how poorly I answer those questions. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So yeah, I, I'm all up for it. Let's do uh, let's do more hierarchy. Let's do uh, uh, more challenges. I want to I want to keep Olivia as our number one fan. Absolutely. And with sports, maybe kicking in the gear over the next couple of weeks. You know, NBA is supposed to start. 
I mean, I don't know if they're going to, they're supposed to start practicing at the end of June. I don't know if you heard, but at Orlando airport, 253 cases of COVID they discovered this morning, 253. And the players are flying into Orlando at the airport, airport employees, 253 today. So anyway, the players are supposed to be flying into Orlando. That's where they're going to be. They're having, they're going to have the rest of the season at Disney, but now with this, influx of new cases i don't know what they're going to do the nba season is supposed to start at the end of the july end of july too so maybe we'd have some sports going on but baseball are they even going to have baseball they don't know they're gonna they're they're still negotiating so the players are trying to negotiate the owners want to reduce their salaries because they're not playing as many games and the players are not having it so even if they do come to like a place where they felt comfortable having games the players might not come back because they're unwilling to take the pay cut. So even if we can have baseball, we might not have baseball. Understood. They might- it, if, tell me if I'm right here. You would know this better than me. Well, I heard, let's say they're playing half the season, okay? The players want to be paid like it's the full season. Is that right? Okay. Oh, yeah. So think about this, too. So the owners are not – there. so no fans in the seats, right? There's no concessions. You know, there's not there's not all the way the owners make money, but the players want to be paid this half the season, but pay the same amount of money. I feel like they got to give in a little bit there. I might be in a minority because yeah. I know everybody's always on the player side. The owners, they're billionaires. They don't need any money, which is probably true. But don't you think they could uh, the players could give a little bit to get this damn season started? Well, I think to get the season started for sure. But you know, those teams make. You know, all of them are different markets. You know, the smaller markets don't make what the bigger markets make. But, you know, I think the Astros last year made over $400 million. Sure. All right. I, you know, I, I think there should be some concessions, but it's hard to ask. Um, and it, listen, we're talking stupid numbers. Right. But, you know, the, the guy, most of the guys up there aren't making $30 million a year. Yeah. Most of the guys up there are making 450 or 500 a year, which is a lot of money. But you you take half of that away. I understand. And you know, that's tough. And, the, and you know, the the Mike Trouts of the world are, are aren't fighting for them. They're fighting for those guys, sure. the guys that are the making the low money. So uh, I agree with you. I think that you know there should be some sort of concession. But it's not those guys that are making thirty million that are worried about their paycheck. Well, They're fighting for the. What low. about the trout guys and the dudes that are making thirty million a year? What if they came off the hip a little bit? I mean, I know this was this is far fetched, and I'm naive to think. And they help the the guy that's only making three fifty, four fifty, and the owners. They say, "Hey, we'll pitch in." I, I don't know. I I just want to. I want them to play. But if baseball loses this season, you know they they need to play. They're going to lose fans forever. Do you know what I mean? They've got the chance to shine right now. Be the only sport in town if they can get it together and show. Yeah. Hey, we're not greedy. Let's meet in the middle. The American public needs us. They need us. They'll get behind yeah. us right now. All we got to do is play, but they still can't figure out a way to do it. It just—I don't know, man. It's not a good—it's not a good look, in my opinion. No, I hope they are able to get it together because it's not a good look right now. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, um, that's all I've got today. I'm so so thankful for our sponsor today, Time Genies. You guys, please check them out, timegenies.com. Um, I'm also very thankful for uh, seeing you today on the podcast, Hank. It's been a little while. I'm thankful for our listeners. 
Um, I'm very thankful for all the healthcare workers out there trying to get everybody better, our government officials trying to make the right decisions in a time that's very hard to make a right decision. Um, anybody else I missed that? I'm, I'm thankful for my dad being Father's Day right around the corner. Um, you know, I'm sure you're thankful for those those same things as well. Anybody else you want to throw in today? No, I think, you know, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the dad thing of it is, you know, mom and dads are so important to, to their kids, these figures, and they don't have to be your, you know, that doesn't have to be your real dad. It can be a neighbor or a uncle or, you know, a family friend or whatever. But, um, you know, that, those, that job in itself is so important in molding these kids. And, and, uh, I think father's day and mother's day are so well like deserved because, um, you know, the amount of, uh, pressure it is to be a, uh, of father or mother to make sure that you're pushing these kids to do, um, the right thing and putting the right decision. So I, you know, I certainly appreciate my mom. I certainly appreciate my dad and these holidays help you kind of refocus when it comes to that. Sure. And we absolutely appreciate every one of our listeners, a big fan, and we can't wait to bring to you the next podcast in two weeks. Until then, Hank, enjoy your weekend. Good luck at the uh, baseball tournament. And uh, I look forward to seeing you actually on the tennis courts here in the next little bit. Peace and peace to our listeners. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.